So good. And, and as uh, Pastor Liz said, that we, we are, we are uh, one church in five locations. And, and, and I love the fact that here at Elam Christian Center that, uh, that we believe that God has given us a, a mandate, a purpose here in this city and in our country and, and around the world. And, and I just love the fact that, that here at Elam, we exist to be a center of hope to reach, serve, and influence our city, your suburb, your street, your neighbors for God because there's a message of hope that you and I carry to see people's lives change for the glory of God. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. So good to be with you this morning. If, if you're here for the very first time, uh, as Pastor, Pastor Liz said, you can eat your crunchy bar right now. Uh, and, and one of the greatest things about this church, I know, that once you're finished with the wrapper, you can just drop it on the ground and, and someone will come and pick it up later for you. That is so good. So good. <laughs> This week, this week, this Sunday, we're starting our new series called uh, You Asked For It. And, and over the past few weeks, we've been asking for questions about things that you want to know. Maybe uh, things that you struggle with or, or issues that you see in our world. And, and today, I'm really excited to, uh, to start this series off of it here because the, one of the questions that was asked uh, was this, is that how do I handle stress? How do I handle Stress, uh, and, and I think it's a great topic. And, and if we're all all open and honest this morning, there's smiling faces already, so that's great because it, it affects us all. It affects us all in different situations and circumstances that we face in life. How do we handle stress? And and I'm excited this morning because I've learned heaps. I've learned heaps this uh, these last couple of weeks as I've looked at this, and and because the Word of God has a bit to say about how to handle our stress. Uh, and, and the pressures that we face. And so we're going to look at some of the principles this morning and some of the promises that God has for each one of us today. So come on, let's pray. Father, right now, Holy Spirit, would you come and, and fill this place with your glory? Lord, would you come and, and, and fill our hearts with your love this morning? That, that Father God, we would be, we'd be open to hear what you want to say to us. Lord, as, as a church family, but as individuals this morning, I pray. Lord, give us eyes to see what you're saying, ears to hear what you're saying, I pray in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Come on, everyone, say amen. Hallelujah. So, so stressful. One of the most stressful times ever, one of the most stressful events ever in my life was actually happened on the Auckland motorway here, uh, just uh, probably about three, or actually, I was going to say a few years ago, but she's 22 now, my daughter, so it's probably like 21 years ago. Uh, and what happened is we were driving uh, into the city and coming on the motorway, and, and it, this doesn't normally happen anymore these days, but the traffic had stopped in the, on the motorway. Uh, and, and so we were in the fast lane, uh, and we were trying to get into the city, and the traffic stopped. Uh, I, I've had, got this beautiful uh, blonde-headed daughter who was about 18 months at the time. Some of you will know her, uh, but I'm not going to tell you who it was. But Bailey was in the back, uh, and she was, uh, she was about 18 months old. And, and then I, I never will forget this sound. She made this kind of a rumbling sound. And I was like, what's that? We're stopped in traffic and there was a rumble sound. And, and I, we didn't think much of it and we just had, but within another minute, one more minute, there was like this an explosion. There was an explosion in this little kid's nappy uh, that just like sent shockwaves through our car. Because the, 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 and, then, and then you hear the sound uh, and then about, 27 seconds later, there's this something just kind of lingers through the car. It, it lingers. There's a smell that was just like, you're, you're stuck in the motorway. You can't wind your windows down or anything like that because there's somebody next door to you. And it was one of the most stressful times in my life because we were stuck there. The, this, uh, but then that's not all. 
we were still stuck in the traffic, and then, and then the, the pressure builds up. The pressure builds up, and, and, and something happened, and it was coming out of her feet. It started coming out of her sleeves. And because you're sitting in a seat, it comes up the back. And we're stuck in the moat in this traffic and there's absolutely nothing you can do at all. What she really needed to do was to get out and hose it down uh, because you were just stuck to the smell. You couldn't do anything. You were just like... Half an hour we waited in traffic. Half an hour. That, hands down, was one of the most stressful times in my life. But here's the thing. You and I uh, both have those different times in life where it just seems to be stressful. Uh, and right now, there's some of you, uh, I know that you're thinking right now, you're thinking of events or situations that you're facing right now, and it's kind of got you uh, a bit stressed out, or, or you're wondering what's going to happen there. And, and, and sometimes the, the stress, some, for some other people here, you're, you can see faces right now. As I talk to you about, about stress, you can see faces of people who are causing you stress or difficulty right now. Sometimes they are small, and we use these little things called stress balls. Here we go. Here's somebody who can have a stress ball. That's quite bouncy. Sometimes our stresses can be quite small, uh, and we can, we can just like kind of brush them off and, and things like that, and th- these people look pretty relaxed over here, so here, here we go. You can have one, eh? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not that you look stressed or anything, but, but then, then there's other stresses where they are quite large, and, and you can't even get your hand around it. You can't actually even, like, how am I going to get through this? Or, or you, you, can't, you can't actually squeeze it to get a bit of relief off the pressure or anything like this. Here's my guy. I said I was going to throw it to him. Oh, oh here you go. Don't, don't hurt anybody else around side you, eh? Okay. Very good. So, so sometimes, sometimes our stresses can be small and large. Uh, but here's the thing. The Bible's got a bit to say. Now, now New Zealand Business Magazine, they, they put out a study uh, just a few months ago, that said your stress and my stress for New Zealanders has gone up 22.9% in the last two years. 22.9, that's roughly about 10%. So you're getting more stressed out uh, every year by about 10%. And, and what they said was that if you work for a large company, you're a little bit more stressed than somebody who works for a small company. Uh, and what they, they mentioned is some of the key uh, culprits of, of us being a bit more stressed than what we normally are is, is our general workload at work, family relationships, time pressures or pressures to get those targets done, the pressures of you meeting those budgets and those targets. The overall workload was another one. Another culprit or press, uh, stress uh, for you and I was the, the styles of our bosses, the, the management style and workplace relationships. So the, the truth is, is that, that everywhere we go, Everywhere we go, there's going to be things that you and I face that will give us or cause us a little bit of stress. And some of those main areas for, for you and I could be in, in marriages. In our marriages, sometimes we can have stress. And, and there's those who are married, and then there's, you, you, you're wanting to get married, so that can be stressful for people as well. We, we can be stressed by illnesses and, and finances and, and all sorts of relationships, workplace, where the, the new job can stress us out, and the old job stresses us out as well. There's so many things in our world today that we face that can give us stress. But the good news is, we've got some good news. Let's get on to the good stuff this morning. That the Bible talks about how some of the principles and some of the promises that he has for us in his word to help us handle our stress. 
Let's look at John 16, verse 33 in your notes this morning. It says this. It says, I have told you all of this so that you will have peace of heart and mind. Here on earth you will have many trials and many sorrows, but cheer up. Put a smile on your face. Cheer up, for I have overcome the world. For he has overcome the world. That's just a bit of a surprise. Because I thought that being a Christian and going to church and praying and doing all those things, giving and serving, that, that God, you would take all of our stresses away. That, that nothing bad would happen. Or, or God, uh, you know, we have this perspective that, that when we love the Lord, when we're doing all this stuff, that he will take all of it away. That we won't have those times of, of situations that stresses us out. But, but the truth is, the reality is, is that, that we sometimes may think that nothing's going to go wrong when in fact the Word of God or that Scripture just says, hey, realistically, everyone, it's probably all going to go wrong at times. You're going to face many trials, many, many sorrows, but, but cheer up anyway. Be happy. Smile, but cheer up in the midst of trials and sorrows. I've got to tell you, I, I don't really feel like cheering up when I'm stressed out. I, I don't really feel like putting a smile on my face when, when things aren't going right for me. I don't think I'm alone in that, but the Bible te- tells us, see, I, I can't guarantee this morning that your circumstances are going to change. But I can tell you that there is peace available to you in the middle of what you're facing and in the circumstances that you face. Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. See, the purpose of you and I reading our Bibles and coming to church, getting involved in small groups, serving and giving and, and having great relationships with other people that, that love the Lord. That, all of that, the purpose of, of all of that is not to take all your troubles or stresses away. The purpose of all of those things is to give you a capacity and the ability to find peace and to stand firm in the middle of those situations. Afflictions is a, is a word that comes from uh, an Assyrian type of punishment. And what they would do, the Assyrians back in, in Bible times, here, they, they, if they were going to punish somebody, they would, they would tie them, they would get them, they would tie them to a pole, and, and literally rock by rock, they would stack them up on top of this person until there was so much that they would, would crush them dead. Probably the reality is this morning that there's some people who feel here this morning that feel exactly like that. If there's one more rock that's piled on me, this is over. If there's just one more rock that gets thrown my way, I'm out of this. I'm out of here. You know what? You're in the most perfect place this morning. You're in the most perfect place this morning because I know that God wants to speak to your heart this morning. He wants to give you some incredible wisdom this morning. He wants you to take hold of some of the principles he has in his word this morning. The promises, even though when you're up against it all. Even when the rocks are piled up too high. That he said he has is with you and he has overcome the world for you. There's some incredibly powerful promises this morning. Come on, let's get into it this morning. Psalm 62. I reckon this is a scripture. Uh, that you and I should learn off by heart. Listen to this. Psalm 62, verse 5 to 10, it says, My soul find rest in God, 
for my hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And then it finishes with this word, Selah. And Selah means this. It's a, it's a Hebrew musical term that, that means stop. Take a pause. Have a think about what we've just said, what we've just read. It's kind of like having the band play the song one more time, but there's no singing where we can just spend time to reflect on those words. I reckon if you and I were to get this, some of the promises in that scripture into our hearts that my honor depends on God, nothing that I can do. He is my rock. He is my shield. He is my fortress. He is my hope. He, in him, I find rest. Because Psalm 62, also as it goes on, it gives us a couple of clues with two possible causes of our stress. Let, let's continue to read, and we're going to kind of pull this apart a little bit this morning. And it says here in verse 9, it says, Surely the lowborn are but a breath. And, and what that really is, is, is the average people are but a breath. It's like, it's like a breath that comes and goes. A, a breath is like a short amount of time. And he's saying, that the low-born people, average people, normal people around are like that, where life is short. Life is short. He also says the high-born are but a light, and that's the people that, that maybe think they're successful, that maybe have it all where everything feels like it's going right, and, and they, make, they, they feel like everything they've got is making them happy, but, but they're not. But it also says there, the earthly success, that success is but a lie. And as the scripture goes on, and there it talks about here this, about if weighed on a balance, it's like if you were to weigh your life, if our lives were like weighed on a scale, would there be a, an imbalance on any side? The Bible says they are nothing together, but they are only a breath. See, both highborn and lowborn had the same issue, that life is but a breath. It's here, and then it's gone. Life is short. Life is short. Goes past in a flash. Number 10, verse 10. Do not trust in the extortion or put uh, vain hope in stolen goods, though your riches increase. Do not set your heart on them. And, and he's really saying here, and as, as we're going to uh, hear about two different culprits that cause us stress, he's really saying don't, don't fall in love with those things. Don't fall in love with, the, with, with those things because if you think they're going to make you happy, they're not. If, if you think that's going to make you feel more successful, they won't. Because you'll never be able to get enough of them. And one of the first stress that we're going to look at this morning is this is it's called, we're going to just call it simply time. I think that could be an A in your notes here, time. It's like somehow we have to figure out what we're going to do with time uh, the time that we have. And I have to tell you right now that, that for some here, you're not going to be able to keep doing what you're currently doing. And then there's another bunch of people here where, where, where you've got to pick up the pace a little bit. Life is short. Well, life is short. It's like a breath. It goes fast. It goes by really, really quickly. And the second thing is money. I think that's one of the biggest ones for us. Two culprits this morning uh, that we're going to kind of narrow in their time and money. In fact, I was just saying, uh, we were just talking to, it was pay week this week for us, and, 
and talking to my wife, and a couple of days afterwards, I remember saying to Denise, where's all the money gone? What happens to it? It seems to just kind of like, it doesn't grow on trees like we were told when we were kids. It just seems to come in and go out, and, and where's it all gone? And it can be an incredible stress. I have three beautiful girls, daughters in my, in my house, and one's, one's shifted out at uni, one's about to shift out, one's still at school. I'm paying three car insurances, but I only have one car. Or the dad said, amen, <laughs> it's true. Oh, hands up everywhere, it's true, it's true. And, and, but we, so here's the thing, I, I think for in our own lives, we have to regularly look at uh, what we do with our money, with our finances, and I want to make a little plug for the CAP money course, and, and I'm not sure if you do it here or not, but it's, it's available. It's a, it's a great way that teaches you uh, how to get out of debt, but how so also how to live debt-free and how to manage budgets and all of those things. Come on, I, I want it's, it's time. I, I think we're in, we're in a season and a time in, in our lives, in your life, in our church, in our city, in our nation, uh, that God is, is like placing a crossroads in front of us and he's, and he's kind of putting that challenge out there. Will, will, you, will you stand at the crossroads and make a call with which way you're going to go? Because sometimes it's like in our PC world, we can kind of keep coming back to the same place every time, every week. And, and, and keep choosing the same path. If you choose the same path, the destination will always be the same. If you choose the, if you choose the same path, the destination won't mysteriously change for you. It will always be the same. Come on, Jeremiah uh, 6, verse 16, and, and let's look a little bit more at what the Bible says this morning. And, and Jeremiah 6, 16 says, this is what the Lord says. Not what the pastor says, not what Facebook says, not what even Jeremiah says, but this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient past and that's what God has done and his ways. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. This is what the Lord says. Stand and look. Make a decision and walk in it. See, how many times? How many times I, 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 I would struggle to, to remember how many times when I've come to that point in my life with different situations or issues like coming to that intersection and, and thinking like, okay, it's, I'll just, it's just a bad day or it's a bad week and I'll be, and the next week you come there again and the week after that you come there again. I, I think God is really challenging us as the, as the people of God to, to believe his promises, to put some principles into our lives. And, and, and some of the times it's kind of figuring it out, what that means for us in ourselves and your journey and who you are. But come on, this is what the Lord is saying. How many times? It, 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 it's that point in life where we just come to that crossroads again. And, and come on, let's look at some of the principles uh, this morning. The first thing is this, is that I, I need to live with a sense of purpose and urgency. It's all about discovering what your life is all about. When, when, you, when you know what your life is all about, it, it makes it so much easier to make decisions based on your purpose rather than emotions and, and feelings. That, that you can, when you discover your purpose, I think it's one of the most, it seems to be one of the most trickiest, hardest things to discover for people today is that is that, you know, why has God, why has God placed within inside of me my, my purpose? What, what am I supposed to do? And, and here's the first thing is you're not supposed to be like everybody else. 
discovering our purpose is an incredible, incredible journey that, 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 that sometimes, you know, because we can stress about, oh, okay, they can sing really well, I better sing like them, or, or they have the great car, I better get one of those, and, and, and the stresses just come because sometimes we're just not knowing who we really are and what God has placed with inside of us that, that we pick up what everybody else is doing and think, that must be the thing. And I think God is, is really saying, he's placing on our heart, let's learn, let's make a, a priority to discover what the purpose is, what he has placed within my heart and your heart, because here's the thing, and to do it with urgency, because life is like a breath. I'm surprised. I wake up some mornings and, and think, wow, I'm 40-something. Last week I was just 20-something. I was at school about three weeks ago going to the principal's office. Life is short. Life is short. Uh, make it a priority. If you haven't been to a growth rate, you, you need to get there. You should sign up today and go there next week because here's the thing. It, it, it's a tool to help you dis- discover the passions that God has placed within you. Uh, it, it's, it's a tool to help you discover the purpose that he's placed in you, to give you some kind of guidance. And, and as you discover what that is, it's pick up on these tools, everybody. Let, let's find, because some, most, some of your stresses of time and money are, are based on because you, you, you're not quite sure who you are, so anything goes. Knowing your purpose can help you discover uh, exactly what you should do and what you don't have to do. I, I reckon there's a, a great simple way to do that. Why don't you start writing down your next steps this week? Uh, maybe this afternoon, write down some of the goals that you feel in your heart. Write down some of the, the what you feel your purpose is right now and, and take a step. Take a step. Get on the journey. Discover what it is. And, and But don't compare yourself to other people. Just be be you. Be you. Because here's the thing. Life is but a breath. We don't have much time to do what God has called us to do. So let's get living life the way he did, planned for us. The second thing is this. Is I need to put first things first. Now, there's a lot of things that you and I should do or could do. Uh, maybe sometimes, if you're like half of my household this morning, you, you get up early and, and when you get up out of bed, the first thing you do is you check out social media on Facebook. Don't do it. <laughs> and immediately, your first first waking moments there, you, you've got all these pressures of social media, oh, this one's done that, that famous person has just done something crazy, and, 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 and put first things first. Put first things first. It simplifies life. It can simplify your life and give you guidance on how you can live. See, I've decided I'm going to put God first. I'm going to put my wife first. I'm going to put my family first. I'm going to put my church first. See, when you can discover what the first things are putting first things first for your life, that can simplify your life because it can help you as you journey. Say, yes, I can. Well, no, I can't because that's not part of my purpose. My first thing is, my first thing is this. Psalm 90 verse 12, it says, Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. Now, how do we spend our days that we have? Matthew 6, 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of these things will be added and to you, put first things first. See, if you put God first with your time and the money, you, you, you'll be surprised, you'll be blown away at what God does. 
when you put your, your family and your church and you put those things first, you'll be surprised at what God does in, in your life and in the, your influence around other people. But here's the thing, we've got to put first things first. This week, what you could do as the next step is, we've all, everybody has phones or calendars or diaries, put some reminders into your phone this week that when you're, not when you're driving, but when you're, um, when you're at home or when you're at lunch, or when you, make this first things first. Maybe you could answer this question uh, as you write it down or, or as you put it into your phone or your device. My first thing is. Maybe you might have a whole list of first things, but, but I believe that as, you, as you, we discipline ourselves to actually practice those things, there's the secret, isn't it? We've got lots of first things that we're all thinking about right now, and sometimes if we, if we, if we don't actually take that next step, if we don't remember or put it into our phone, it's just a great idea. It's called Discipline. <laughs> Gym, going to the gym is a discipline. Going for a run is a discipline. Reading the Word of God is a discipline. Sometimes you just don't feel like it, but you do it anyway. Let's learn to put first things first, everybody. Write a list this week. And, and Psalm 62, as, as you look at that during the week in your notes, uh, there's, he gives us some solutions to on how we can fix those, those couple of things of our deciding about our time and our money. But we'll also discover, here's the thing, peace in those stressful situations. How do I do that? Well, I know why I'm here. I've discovered my purpose. But I understand that that life is short, so I'm going to do everything I can, live with urgency with my time. I, I can't do everything that I'm asked to do in my life, so, so I'm going to put first things first and, and simplify my life. See, when you seek first the kingdom of God, he takes care of the rest. Band, you guys want to come up? Because the third thing is this, is to keep my heart set on heaven. To keep my heart set on heaven. And, and there's this perspective out in our world and, and, and maybe in the church today that, uh, that, that earth is kind of is like, is like heaven, that everything that's available to us in heaven is available to us here on earth. But, but I need to say that earth was never intended to be heaven. See, when we have this high expectation of, of, of earth and, and, and being fulfilled and, and living life on earth, when we have a high expectation, when somebody dies that we really love, it can drive us crazy because we want them here with us. That expectation of, of, of earth is something for us all to be thinking of and thinking about when you have an incredibly high expectation of earth things, life can be stressful. We have to do our best. We have to take care of what God has entrusted to us. But God has a better place for us when our life is over. Ecclesiastes 3 says this. And it's a great scripture that talks about how God has placed eternity in the hearts of people. God has placed eternity in the hearts of people. It's kind of that sense of there's something more to life. There's something more than, than where we are right now. And, and with this awareness of eternity comes hope that, that one day uh, it will be fulfilled. But hope deferred or in the wrong place makes our hearts grow sick. Hope deferred makes our hearts grow sick. 2 Corinthians 4.16 Therefore, we do not lose heart. 
Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles of achieving are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. How do we do that? We fix our eyes. Not what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The Bible calls it the blessed hope. The blessed hope, the, the hope of heaven and not the hope of earth. Maybe your next step this week is to, to gather people around you that, are, that have a, a heaven perspective on life. Maybe it's to kind of limit your time of, of people who are like, like bagging things or, or, or being negative around. Maybe it's uh, this next step for you is uh, seek people out. Find people out who, who have a perspective of, of hope uh, and what Jesus has done and, and where he's gone. He's gone. The Bible says he's gone to prepare a place for you and for I. He's gone to prepare a place. Maybe your next step is to gather people around you. Get a part of a small group and, and do that where you find life and freedom that's only found in, in Jesus because Jesus offers you more than a now. He offers a better place. The place is called heaven. Come on, why don't we all stand right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's learn to live our life with purpose and urgency. Because life is, is like a breath. Life is like a breath. Put first things first and, and seek first his kingdom. And set your heart on heaven because he has prepared a place for you. Come on, why don't you close your eyes right now? Let's take a moment right now. A moment right now. say this. Say, say, God, what are you wanting to say to me right now? Holy Spirit, would you just come and sit on my heart? Would you give me some wisdom with what I'm facing? Hallelujah. Maybe you're praying for me, God, I, I keep hearing lots about discovering my purpose. I, I just can't or I don't know what it is. Come on. Why, why don't you why don't you just lift your heart to him right now, God? Lord, I pray right now, Father, Holy Spirit, right across this whole place. Lord, would you be speaking to those hearts, Father God? Showing them, guiding them, leading them as they stand at that crossroads, oh God. Lord, would you help them to discover passions and, and the purpose that you've got for them, oh God? The, 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 some of the plans that you have for the dreams that are locked inside, Father, would, would you speak to them? And for those, there's another group of people, maybe you're, you're at the crossroads. You're at the intersection and you don't know what to do. Should I, should I go this way or should I go that way or should I just stand still? Father, I pray. Lord, speak to hearts right now. Lord, simplify their steps. Help them to journey, Father God, with, with placing inside of them, Father God, that like a path for them to follow, God. You, the path that you have, Lord. Sometimes there may be many doors, oh God, but Lord, would you, would you show me? Would you give me that peace in my heart to follow what you're asking me to do? Hallelujah. Maybe you're here this morning, just band are going to play in a second, but just wave your eyes closed and head is bad. Maybe you're here this morning and, and, and heaven is something that you've kind of saying right now that, oh, 
I've done so much stuff. I've got such a huge debt that there's no way I can get into heaven. I want you to hear this this morning, if that's you. There is somebody, we all have a debt. But there is someone that has paid the debt in full price for you and for I. We just have to accept that gift. This morning, if, if you're here and you've, you've never uh, prayed a simple prayer to, to accept Jesus as your Lord and save, to make him the Lord of your life, this morning I'm going to really quickly do that and I want you to, you can pray it just silently in your heart after me. Pray this, pray, dear Lord Jesus, I know that you love me. This morning, I ask that you would pay my debt. I, I thank you that you have come to give me life and you've placed eternity in my heart. This morning, I open the doors of my heart. I ask that you would come in and fill me today. Wash me clean. In Jesus' name, amen.